listeners, and welcome to the Downright Upright Show, the place to go to hear out loud and proud what Minnesotans are thinking. And I am your host, Philip Anthony. Thank you for joining us today. And I hope you're all doing what, guys? Fantabulous. Fantabulous. That's right. Fantastic. <laughs> fabulous. Put together twice as nice. Saves of time. Okay, good. <laughs> Today's show, guys, is going to be very different. I'm going to be introducing uh, my audience to my future co-hosts who will be coming on on a revolving basis, sometimes together, apart, depends if they like each other, but... <laughs> oh, we'll see. No, yeah. I don't know. So, as you know, I normally have a, one guest that I interview them, but this is going to be a different type of show. So I'm going to introduce the co-hosts. Um, they are two amazing human beings. I, I love them to death. Both of them are incredible people, and I'm sure you're going to all like them. So first I'm going to introduce my co-host, Austin Balhagen. She's the former second uh, congressional district chair, and this is her third appearance on the Downright Upright show. Say hello. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Austin. And my second co-host today is Matt Admonson, and he uh, is a volunteer, presently still is a volunteer board member of um, Golden Valley Pride. And this is Matt's second appearance on the Downright Upright Show. Hello, Matt. Hello. And I'm so excited to welcome you guys. I really am. This is, this is I've been waiting for this show forever. Um, so we'll start with Austin. Uh, remind the audience a little bit about yourself and uh, anything you want to add to that. Yeah, um, just very briefly, um, I've been involved in politics, uh, particularly uh, Democratic politics, um, both in Iowa and Minnesota um, for roughly the last 20 years in different volunteer capacities and sometimes in um, paid capacities, uh, just depending on the job and the role. Um, I, I'm kind of a, a political nerd, um, and that's, you know, some people check uh, baseball draft or football drafts, and I'm usually the person checking campaign finance deadlines or <laughs> filings. Um, so that's that's kind of the rundown on me and, and what I like to do. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you for being a co-host. Thanks for um, the invite. It's, it's going to be so much fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. And now, Matt. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about you and remind the audience, because you were on the show before, mm -hmm. but, you know, just reintroduce yourself, I guess. So, yes, I'm a volunteer board member of Golden Valley Pride. That's one of my many hats. Uh, I work at the University of Minnesota um, in the diversity, equity, and inclusion sphere out there, which is wonderfully fulfilling and emotionally taxing in a great way, but sometimes, you know, a lot. But even so, I love what I do. I love who I get to work with. Um, and I learn and grow constantly in this role. So that's wonderful. And I get to bring it to all sorts of spheres like this. But I was brought to AM 950 through my work with Golden Valley Pride, which is wonderful. Um, but born and raised Minnesotan and not planning on leaving anytime soon. But you never know. I like how the world just continues to throw things at me. And no, so let's just. You can't leave us. Well, we'll just see. You never know. I can't oh make God, any I'm promises. Mad I would cry. <laughs> I am going to cry too, but it's fine. We'll make it through. I will cry. It's okay. I will be. Distraught. I'm not going to promise anything. I don't know why I even threw that out there. I don't know how to introduce myself, so I just started babbling. No, you're fine. You're doing great. Um, I, it, it's funny how we met, too, because you were coming in to do a, an, a radio a, promo. A radio a promo a for, commercial, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. you, you were recording a commercial for Golden Valley Pride, and uh, um, Jennifer introduced us, mm -hmm. and the next thing you know, we were like, 
fast friends. Yeah, so, uh, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. And now you're a co-host on the Down. I know it's amazing. I'm crazy about you, by the way. Crazy about you, girl. <laughs> I <laughs> Happy love to you, be girl. Here. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> as I love. Don't you just love him already? He's great energy. I'm here for it. I love the energy. But we all have to have energy on this show. Absolutely. Because, you know. Anyway. So I'm going to throw some issues that are happening, you know, almost like in a lightning round. Just give me a brief opinion. Each of you, I'll call your name and you let me know what you think. And then we'll go into Can we you. buzz in? Is that a thing? Or you know, like the, like the price is right. Yeah, well, right? Yeah, the, no, the price is right. <laughs> no. There's no buzzer on Please don't make me guess any prices. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. the way things are going right now. That's too depressing. Bit oh a dollar gosh. on everything. <laughs> no whammies. No whammies. No. Okay. <laughs> As you both know, the U.S. House of Representatives, the, the uh, uh, fuster cluck, I call it, <laughs> is still is still trying to agree on a speaker of the House. Yeah. First it was McCarthy, then it was Scalise, and then it was Jordan, uh, who was the Trump-backed candidate and insurrectionist, as you know. What say you about this whole mess? Uh, we'll start with Austin. Oh, um, I don't think there's enough time to fully cover the depths of how deep and tangled <laughs> this mess is. Um, with that said, uh, I did notice two interesting things on Friday. One, uh, Matt Gates issued a statement that he and several other members of Congress would be willing to accept censure as like a compromise for people that wanted to punish them if they would vote for Jordan. That is wildly out of left field. Um, when members of Congress are censured, they you know lose the ability to participate in committees. It, it's really a disservice to their district. So it, I think it speaks to how little Matt Gates understands what his role is as a member of Congress and how little he cares about the district he represents. Um, I, in addition to that, notice that on Friday, um, McCarthy has started blaming the Democrats um, for, for this debacle and saying it's the majority of Democrats that voted to oust me. Um, as a reminder, the Republicans are the majority party in Congress. Um, and months ago, when this uh, McCarthy accepted this change to the rules that allow for a one person to instigate this motion to vacate, every single Democrat voted against that and said, this is a bad idea. It's going to be bad for the institution. It's going to come back to bite you in the butt. And it did. Um, this is not on us. So yeah. the majority party can't control what's happening. I don't know if they should be in control of a branch of government. Yeah, yeah. Well, I told you my opinion before the show. I think um, they should at least try to keep the government open and appoint um, um, McHenry, who is now the uh, Speaker Pro Temp, um, for uh, just at least to keep the government open. I mean, we need that mm -hmm. because there's people that are going to be suffer through this if there's no, you know, aid for um, Ukraine, uh, you know, uh, SNAP benefits. SNAP, be yeah, all of that. You know, I can't enumerate. Everything. It's a lot of things. So yeah, we need to keep the government. What do you? What say you? I think, well, first of all, well said, Austin. I appreciate that perspective. I mean, and a lot of <laughs> the, those insider pieces, I just don't know. I'm not super deep into politics because a lot of it, to be totally honest, is really scary. I think even j just as an outsider right now, just watching this whole fuster cluck, I need to be very careful about how I say that. Fuster cluck. It's you can say word. that. Yes, but I, I have to pause before I say it to make sure I say it properly um, for the radio. But um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Just, wa just, just watching this whole thing play out, I, I, I guess it's just like it's disheartening to see, you know, where I think maybe I, I grew up with maybe a naive um, hope for the government. And I think I, st I still have that, to be totally honest. Um, where it's, I, I, 
I want and hope and expect my government to do the best for its people. And it seems so fuster clucky in a way that there's just so much contention and insider fighting and argument. It, it, it's, it's, it's a whole Netflix series that has yet to be developed, you know, <laughs> right. just like drama and yes. anger. It's, and it's, it's really disheartening to watch and scary. And it makes me nervous to, I wonder what other, other folks who are outside of our country look at us and when they see things like this and see how it all, all plays out and like, don't they have their stuff together? Can't they figure this out? And I'm not saying that other countries don't have their own issues too, let's be honest. But at the same time, I think a lot of people, um, look to our government as important leaders in this world. And when we can't figure our own stuff out because we're just arguing and against each other and not supportive of, you know, the, the roles that folks are voted into and placed into, it just makes it that much more, um, I don't know. I guess disheartening is the only word I can come up, come yeah. up with right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's a great and, way to say it. And they're, and these people are representing people. Yes. That's the scary part. And, the, and, they, are still and they seem vo- to lose lose sight of that. It seems to be. I think so. I And, I, and the people That's who are voting anyway. for them, uh, you know, what's going, you know, is, is, is the, you know, the, the, something's not right. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's the expression? The, um, the house is, uh, the lights are out in the house or something, you know. Mm. The lights are on and nobody's home. <laughs> that, that's a good one. Yes. Yeah, that's perfect. Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> um, so currently in the news, it's been reported that Trump attorneys, Sidney Powell, I loved her, by the way. She's amazing. Oh, my God. She, they should make a drag queen out of her. I mean, she's just the best. Look at her, right? The way yeah. he, Just everything about her is drag queen material. Uh, and Kenneth Chesborough. I used to call him Cheeseborough, but then they said, no, it's not cheese. It's Ches. So, correcting myself. Uh, pleaded guilty in the Georgia election interference case. Now, that's a bombshell there mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. now Trump is, is sinking in the quicksand even quicker. Um, let's start again. Is he aware of that, though? <laughs> I don't. That's my question. Well, he's he's living in a different planet. He sure does. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> anyway, so Matt, what do you think about that? Uh, <laughs> any any opinion? <laughs> to be honest, I guess you know when, when I when I heard about this news, my my first thought was exactly that it was like, um, is Trump aware that that he's in this quicksand? <laughs> does he? Because he does seem to be in his own little world. Like he he creates the world around him. So I don't know how. He expects this to all roll out, roll out, but the way that things seem to be rolling out for him and his his experience, the people all around him who are just kind of folding, thankfully, finally, it seems to be, um, it, it, it makes you wonder what next steps are going to be. So I'm curious how 2024 is going to start rolling Isn't around. Isn't it like a house of cards? Yes. So one, one person is, is singing like a canary. The I think he's person... glued his card to the table, though. Like he He's pretty sure that he's going to stand still. He'll be fine. He's not. I'm I'm gonna guess no. Mm. I'm a no. I'm a hard no. It's a no for me. It's yeah. a no for me. <laughs> I love you. Anyway, Austin, any any tidbit you want to throw to me? Yeah, no. I mean, I think you hit the crumbs? nail yeah. nail on the head with does Trump even know that like how deep, you know, sinking up past his eyeballs he is right now? Because these are just the to latest. I mean, this is what's what's new. We've seen many other people flip before. Um, there are many other people that have been con- convicted uh, regarding different aspects of 
all the numerous litigation that's going on right now. Um, and I will add, uh, on Friday, was it Friday or Thursday this week, um, he also got slapped in court in New York with, um, actually, this is the first time he's been held, like, with an actual consequence for violating the gag order. He was fined $5,000, um, has repeatedly refused to adhere to this gag order with this case in New York. Um, so it's it's been a bad week for him, but yeah. I... I Totally feel he is living in La La Land. Um, he did a, an event in Iowa um, and was on stage. And, you know, it's the same. I'm being witch hunted. I'm being persecuted. Um, you know, if you heard somebody at work talking like this, you would think, wow, the victim mentality is strong. And this guy does not have any sense of reality. Um, and sadly, there are still crowds of people that flock to see this man. Yeah, but he cries too much. And I think somebody should change his diapers. I really do, because... <laughs> When a baby cries too much, that's what you do. Yeah. You I think that's what the court is trying to do, aren't they? Trying to change his diapers, really? I mean, you know, like, somebody needs to change his Hold him accountable to yeah, his actions. It's, it's kind of weird that, like, all he ever does is they're after me. They're getting me. Yeah. They're me, you know? There's, there's never any finger pointing at himself. It's always, uh, it's oh always I'm, the vi- I'm the victim here. Everyone feel badly for me. All these people are after me. Let's go get them. Uh-huh. And that's scary. I would hate to be on the other side of that finger pointing because yeah. Yeah. those crowds of people, as you mentioned, Austin, they're feverish. Yeah. And they'll they'll fight tooth and tooth and nail. Is that the right term tooth for him? Nail. Right? Tooth like, and nail. That's, that's scary. Yeah. Well, that scares me. The amount of power that he has is unbelievable. It is. It really is. It's a cult. It is. I yeah. mean, I hate, you know, forgive me, people, if you don't, you know. But it's a cult because if you don't have a platform, you don't have issues you're talking about. He doesn't talk. Do you ever hear him talk about issues? Ever. No. I mean, it's always about, I'm being persecuted. And this person is, a, a you know, a, you know after me. And, and it's a witch hunt and yeah. blah, 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 yeah. blah, yada, yada, yada. So. Yeah. Well, and I'm it, glad you mentioned the people that it falls back to, Matt, because it's... Right. Like Trump is one man and there's only he can do a lot of damage. But where the vast majority of this damage comes from that he does is the values he brings out in people and normalizes. And these are people that are middle management in your jobs. These are people that are determining who gets into college, who gets housing, who gets loans. That's where it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, the next issue is uh, the situation in the Middle East. This is a really dire one. Um, I, um, I am so sad yeah. by what's going on in Palestine and in Israel. Um, it's just, I'm a humanitarian and I see it I see it as a human issue. It is. Not an Israeli issue or a Hamas issue or a Palestinian issue or whatever. It's a human issue. Um, so some, the uh, supposedly the Islamic Jihad blew up a hospital, I believe, in Gaza and tried to blame it on Israel. And poor innocent Palestinians are in the crosshairs of this um, fight from from both sides. Uh, Is there some way we can possibly figure out a way to protect the innocent people, whether they are Palestinians or Israelis? Um, Who wants to go start with that one? Throw in the ball somewhere. Let's start with you, Matt. I don't have an answer. I'm I'm honestly thinking. It's hard. It it is. I think what, uh, I mean, I figured you would bring up this issue because it is... All sort of all-consuming right now. All-consuming. Um, not not just in the news, but I think just in it in people's hearts and minds. Understandably so. Mm-hmm. It's alarming and it's um, heartbreaking, and I don't I don't know what to do to resolve it. And I, I'm not voted in a position to do such a thing to make a choice like that. Thankfully, 
You know, but that that's that's I, I guess going back to what I said earlier about having hope for our government. It's like I I hope that there are people who can step in and support and do what they can and and do their best to stop. I don't know how to how to do that though. I don't have a good answer. Well, I ha I have I proposed something in the car when we were on the way here, Austin, and maybe you guys. But 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 at the same time, it's it's like you know mission impossible. But if it happens, I think the leadership on both sides is sucks basically. Um, you have a right-wing government in Israel. You have Hamas, who doesn't recognize Israel. And how can two people come to the t two sides come to the table when there's no table to sit at? The table's being removed. Yeah. You, you, if you, you have to get two leaders on both sides who are willing to sit down, like what, like what, what uh, Jimmy Carter did in the '70s with Menachem Begin and uh, Sadat of of Egypt. He had them sit down, and that's why today Egypt and Israel are allies. Yeah. You, you got to sit down, man, and talk, man. And you, you, people are dying. I mean, put your put your put the people before your own uh, powers uh, issues. Yeah, you, you mentioned it's a humanitarian issue, and that that's the thing. At the end of the day, it's about human lives. Exactly. And so I, I think what seems to be missing in all of this, which I think we've seen countless times throughout history, is is there's a lack of a lack of recognition that it is human human lives, and I think when you when when there's this perspective of um, one life is more important than another or this human life is is valued less that's that's what makes those conversations darn near impossible um, yeah. which is unfortunate because those those are just biases that, that that are playing out in really big influential and impactful ways yeah, yeah. so the only way to, to get through is sit down and have rational conversations but unless you're interested in talking about it and learning from from that, there's there's no movement that can happen. Yeah, and what's, and, uh, what's going on? Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say, and it's it's right. This is a complex geopolitical issue that is is not new. Um, yeah. Although there have been new developments with this, and this is certainly a big escalation that we have seen, um, you know, in the last couple of weeks. But it's it's overshadowed by the fact that you have this this shadow cold war between Iran and Israel, which is you know, the subset of a shadow Cold War between Russia and the United States um, is what this comes down to. And and at the end of the day, unfortunately, there are so many civilians and so many people that pay the price of that, um, you know, especially when we've got humanitarian aid that's not getting in, when we have people that are running out of water, people that are running out of fuel, um, mm -hmm. hospitals that are, are that cannot pick up and just move. And in addition to, you know, the the immediate on-the-ground issue of trying to get people out of the way, there's nowhere for these people to go. There is nowhere they can leave. They're being told to evacuate. Hey, this border crossing might only be open for a short time, and then the border crossing gets hit. Um, it, it makes people not want to trust to leave either. And there is a long fraught history if you look at UNRWA, if you look at going back to um, various United Nations decisions that have tried to address the issue of Palestinian refugees for many, many decades. Um, it, it's not easy for people to pick up and leave, and, and the human cost is what gets oh, yeah. lost in all of it. Yeah, well, the problem I'm seeing is, um, for example, Egypt, you know, they have a border with Gaza, and Simply, all they can do is say, okay, we'll take people in into the Sinai and we'll build tent cities or we'll, you know, bring trailers for they to give them water, food, shelter, right? Egypt won't even do it, except those um, refugees. Jordan won't accept them. Nobody wants them. 
And it's almost like, and this is this harkens me back to the United States issues up with the border. You know, we have people coming across the border, not because, you know, they, they you know, they want to work in McDonald's. You know, they are coming here because they're being persecuted in their countries. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, we have, there are asylum laws, right? And we have to look at the humanity of it again. It goes back to that. Um, and so until we get to, like you said before, we look at people as human beings and not as Palestinians, Mexicans, right. Honduras, people mm -hmm. who are suffering mm -hmm. and take care of them and give them water, food, the essentials of life, mm -hmm. then we're just not, we're not a civilized society. That's right. just me. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so... This is an interesting issue. This is probably the last one before I, we, we get to your issues. Um, I, oh, boy. Sounds like therapy session. My <laughs> issues? I'm having issues. Oh, boy. By the way, I hope this isn't distracting my fan. No. I just, I just get hot flashes sometimes. You know, I, get, I just feel hot. Oh, but I, That's why I live in Minnesota. I just love the totally climate. Fair. I love the climate here. Uh -huh. I just do. I don't know. I love when people go out to get their mail and their shorts and it's 20 below. I think <laughs> yes. that is amazing. I love it. Anyway, so Republican lawmakers in Wisconsin, I don't know if you heard this story, you guys, have threatened a possible impeachment of um, the current liberal judge, Janet Protasewicz. Have you heard this story? Okay. Uh, related to comments she made during the campaign calling Republican-drawn maps rigged and unfair. That's all she said during her campaign. All right. Moving along here. She joined with the liberal majority of the court in agreeing to hear a lawsuit supported by Democrats that seeks to overturn those maps. Because they are, if you look at those maps, they're... Yeah really drawn mm -hmm. uh, against uh, African-Americans and other minorities uh, to enact new ones. She just wants to, you know, draw new maps yeah. to make them more fair, yes. which I see is, yes. you know, makes sense. Anyway, moving along. Again, humanitarian issue right there. Mm -hmm. <sighs> you know, your voice is, your, is also a humanitarian issue, isn't it? Um, it Wisconsin is. Republican Assembly Speaker Robin Voss asked three former conservative justices for advice on impeachment. And it seems two of the three said it's unwarranted. And the third probably did too, but we don't know what the third uh, consult consultant said. So as a result of all of this plotting, Speaker Voss st uh, may si still sp uh, seek to impeach Justice Podesiewicz if she doesn't leave the rigged maps alone. In other words, if she does something about it, he's going to seek impeachment. Why are Republicans continuing to gerrymander maps to lock out historically left-leaning voters like African Americans, Native Americans, LGBTQ, blah blah blah? Uh, who wants to pick up the ball here on this one? I mean, I, I, it's, it's the answer as to why they do it is very easy because that is the only way they win elections. Yes. The only way they win elections, vote for vote. There are far more people that vote not for Republicans in this country. Um, and I, I, I say that because I know that there are people out there that um, 
identify as maybe they were a Republican in 1985 and have not voted with their party since. Um, there's a lot of Republicans that I know and have door knocked that have not voted with the Republican Party since 2008. Um, and there are people that, you know, would love to one day again vote for their party, but they don't feel safe or comfortable doing that with the way that the party has behaved in recent decades. Um, and so they, they vote and have supported Democratic representatives, um, which is great. Uh, but vote for vote, there are far fewer of them. And the only way that they win elections, whether it be at a state level or whether it be at a federal level, is is because of gerrymandered districts and because of the Electoral College. Mm-hmm. Wow. Simple yes. as that. Honestly, as simple as that. Anything to add to that, Matt? <laughs> I, I mean... That was very well said. Thank you. Exactly what I was thinking too. There's, there's a, there, there's a, this. I can't. I guess harkening back to our conversation about Trump earlier. There's, there's a, there's a essential nature of power that that's being wielded here with the, um, with now there's almost this witch hunt toward this judge, right? Of you're not, you're not on our side, and so therefore we're going to take you down. You know that that that's an abuse of power. And I understand where that comes from because I let's be honest. Like once you're in a position of power, you don't want to lose it. No one wants to lose that position of power, no matter what that particular position is. Right. When you are in a political sphere, you know you are voted in. You know you you regardless of, of how you wield that particular position. Um, you know I think I think people have this expectation of I want to do what I think is best. Um, whether it's for myself or for other people or whatever it might be. And this uh, to me is I need to do this for myself and my party to, to keep to keep us moving and keep us strong. And unfortunately, what that does is that ends up pushing other people out of the way. It's It, it leads to oppression is really what it is. Exactly. Yeah. And, and what's unfortunate is that when you garner this sort of like, again, I, with Trump, this like f- sort of feverish response, that just makes it that much harder to get anything done because that you're not focused on the actual issue, which is, gerrymandering the inequities that come with that um and instead it's it's kind of refocusing on another issue which is um you are you know pointing looking at this judge is like you are you're making the wrong decision and you are a bad person or which is absolutely false yeah but also it's 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 deflecting from from what the actual issues are and that i think is an unfortunate piece of um, what seems to be in politics, at least my, my, what I, what I see, I think more than ever is it's either you're with us or you're against us as one side or the other. And that's unfortunate where it's like, it, when we come to the table and we can have a conversation, we can agree and disagree regardless of which party we're on, but it doesn't seem to be that way. It seems to be you either are all in on this or you're all in on that. It's yeah, yeah, this yeah, or yeah. that. And that, but, it's hard to get anything done in that regard. Yeah. But uh, can you literally impeach a judge? Just because she wants maps to be fair. I'm just well, trying to figure that out. Yeah, that's a whole other issue. I mean, in terms of Can how you? maps are drawn. are drawn, um, varies. Uh, different states use different systems. It's... It's a very complicated issue, and I know there are a number of groups out there um, nationwide that are pushing for, like, some kind of standardized, nonpartisan, completely unbiased, you know, system of making these maps, which 
in an ideal world would be what happens. Um, unfortunately, that's not the case. People, like, you know, when they're in power, you don't want to give that up. Um, but it's really unfortunate, especially in this circumstance, because this judge has literally just agreed to to go forward with litigation that was brought by the, the Democratic Party in Wisconsin. It's her job to look at those things and evaluate them. And and we, we should trust, right? We should trust. And I know there are one-off examples where we've seen um, judicial issues that clearly there's an issue or a problem there. But we should trust, you know, this this person is a judge in Wisconsin and she's just doing her job. Yeah. And, and to have people come after her for that because you're not doing your job the way that benefits our party yes. is so just icky, gross, shady. It is cringe. Yeah. 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 Um, again, I mean, she just wants to make the maps fair. To impeach somebody for just that alone makes me cr- makes me cringe because I think it's kind of doesn't everybody don't you believe in fairness? Well, I mean, but but I think I think fairness can be subjective, right? Because what is well, fair for one person, black people may not be fair to white people. It, I it's, guess, it's the, it's the basic question of equity versus equality, right? Mm-hmm. Like. It, it fairness doesn't look the same to every individual, and what's unfortunate is that then these biases get played out in ways that. You know, where where it benefits one person over another, which at the end of the day is not fair, but that person feels and sees and believes that it is unfair, even if or it is or is not. What you said makes a lot of sense. I think people are mistaking um, equity, equalness, um, being the same as I'm Mm -hmm. using all these synonyms Mm -hmm. for you're trying to take my rights away. Yeah. And it's not it's that. Not, it's not, it's not, not a pie. No. It's, it's not a pie. It, 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 it's yeah. not a pie. Yeah, I love pie, but it's not a pie. Um, it's 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 just everybody should have, a, a, um, you know, a horse in the race. Everybody should be equal. And, you know, don't worry about it. It's not, it'll be okay. When the map is drawn, people will get, you know, people in um, certain districts will get their power back that w- was taken away for so many years. Um, yeah. Moving right along. I had one other th- question. I'm, I lied. I had one other one. Um, I, I have to talk about the Republican. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I, Philip's lying on Philip air. Anthony lies. <laughs> um, no. The current Republican candidates for president are pushing a hard line on immigration. We talked about this before. Connecting it to the uh, Israel-Hamas conflict. They are hinting to GOP voters. Listen to this one. This is only they can think of this, right? (laughs) That because Biden is responsible for open borders, there is a great possibility that Hamas terrorists will cross into the United States. I'm laughing, but will cross into the United States and wreak havoc on Americans. Anybody must pick that one up. I think it's um, first of all they're fighting there because they want you know th- that's where they are because they're trying to get you know um, well Hamas is trying to say that that's our land and we need that we should have you know but why would they come here what what does that have to do with us I mean I don't know I mean I'll be happy to pick that up put it in a little bag and throw it in the trash <laughs> yes. <Honestly. laughs> I where don't that know. I mean, belongs we're diving into like conspiracy theory sort of territory a little bit you know yeah. well that's what they do yeah. Yeah. yeah you know like with the gay thing you know and the, and the trans thing in Florida like that mm. used to bur- bl- make my blood boil because they're saying we're we're grooming their children. You can't groom a child. Either they're gay, they're they're trans, whatever they are. They're going to be, you know, uh, 
they're, they're, they're who they are. Yes. You can't motivate anybody to do what it's against their will. And also not talking about it is damaging to them, to, the, mm-hmm. to these yeah. children. It's not about grooming. It's about just learning about the world and yeah. about yourself. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. okay. So, okay, now we're deviating a little bit. No, but even so, <laughs> no, no, no. The, yeah. Well, yeah, anyway. I think, I think we, we live in a fear-based society in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I understand why – I don't agree with it, but I understand why there is that mentality of they're going to come after us now. I think there is very much – this, this is why – I guess we can talk about guns, but this is why people hoard and collect all their guns because, yeah. you know, only I can can take this world into my own hands, right? Th- right. This, this mentality of um, it, it's it's all for one and one for all, you know, not even one for all. It's all for one. Yeah, it's but all yeah. about me. It's all for one. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the, the, the immigrants or migrants, whatever they call them now, um, they're coming here to, to, to save their own lives. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. that's what they're doing, you know. And... Um, they want to deport all these people that are here. Um, who's who, first of all? You know the price. What, what the price of vegetables is going to be, and hotel rooms would be because these people are they're hard workers. They come here and they break their uh, tukis. Is that a good word? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're just, and they're people. And, and again, it's humanity. Yeah, right? and yeah. people that come and and go through the arduous, deadly terrifying, expensive process of trying to cross a physical border. I mean, people that are coming here with the intention to harm us, if that, like one that's, I really, that is, like you said, conspiracy theory wild Mm -hmm. that people would think Hamas is going to like instigate this great plan or whatever. But those types of terrorists are generally, as, as we have seen, they're well-funded. Like, let's look at the 9-11 terrorists. They're well-funded. They have a way to get in here. They do it legally. Uh, they come in, yeah. and, and and they have resources. People that are crossing the desert, they're coming here to work. They're coming yeah. here because they're fleeing. I, know. I, I starting mean, new life. Yeah, starting a new life. It is it is so not the, the concept of these people that have watched enough Fox News that they think ISIS is going to come blow up their town's Dairy Queen. Oh, my God. That yeah. is just not the reality. Austin, there is an invention. I just want you to know it's called an airplane. Right. People can get – that's how they got here in the first yeah. place. Yeah. Anyway, but – okay, so now um, to, we have a few more minutes, about 16 minutes left on you know, of the show, and I'm going to toss the ball to my co-hosts. I hope you love them. Don't you love them? They are just <laughs> the best. I am – I'm not worthy. I'm just not. Oh, please. And, <laughs> You put this whole shindig together. Honestly. I love this show. I mean, I, and I try. And the thing about the show, we're here show, because of you. So exactly. Oh well, thank you. But I, I, I think again, I, I'm always talking about humanity and equality and you know, uh, diversity. All these words, but they're not negative words. People interpret them as negative, but they're not. And that's what my show is about. I want people to start to realize that America is a mosaic. You know, it's it's not a it's not a sheet. You know, if if you if you follow my my analogy, you know, a sheet mm-hmm. is all one color. It's you know what color it is, and then there's a mosaic, which is like or like a tapestry. It's yeah. all different colors yeah. and pretty and the whole deal. So um, for the last couple of minutes, um, I'm going to good tra- analogy. That's great. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, I'm going to toss my. Uh, Cookies? No, my <laughs> toss please the don't. <laughs> this <laughs> is a tiny room. <laughs> it is. See, we have fun here on the Downward Upright Show. Um, I'm going to toss the ball to Austin, and 
Uh, she may have some issues she wants to talk about uh, briefly, yeah. and then I'll toss the ball to Matt. And talk then about we my can, issues. Okay. <laughs> about your issues. Oh, boy. And Hi, my name is Austin. <laughs> Hi, Austin. Hello, I'm Philip. No. Go ahead, Austin. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, you know, I'll try to make this brief. Um, so I guess some new uh, kind of things I've been trying to pay attention to, uh, especially locally in Minnesota. Um, if, if you don't know, aren't aware, um, Previously, Democrats in Minnesota had passed the Restore the Votes uh, bill, which essentially changed. Um, so for people that were felons and were out um, of prison, uh, they could vote. Um, and before, you had to be, quote unquote, off paper, done serving any type of probation. Um, now that's changed that if, you know, as long as you're not actively serving time, you can vote. Well, um, unfortunately, there was a judge in Mille Lacs County that went after six people that legally expressed their right to vote. Um, they uh, fortunately did not take that lying down. They followed up on it, and I'm I'm was really thrilled to see that uh, Attorney General Ellison got involved and is um, they're pursuing that with, hey, this is not unconstitutional. These people have a right to vote. Um, you know, this was part of the Restore the Vote Act, and and one judge in Mille Lacs County does not get to say, hey, you don't get a vote because I don't think you should be. Um, that's that's not how it works. The legislature in Minnesota is the only body that gets to decide who has the right to vote and who doesn't. Um, and so that that's kind of a, I guess, exciting new thing that's been happening in Minnesota. And I, I am really glad that these people that were impacted by it um, had had the drive and the passion to say, hey, no, I'm going to fight for this because um, it's it's important. And people do have that right. Um, you know, once once yeah. you're once you're out, you have that right to well, vote. Well, you know, yeah, you served your time. Yeah. You know, you everybody makes I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, if you kill somebody, you know, yeah, but you'll probably go to go away for a really long time. Um but my point is, um, you, you're free now. You, you served your time. Now you're a free citizen. You should have the right to vote. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and that's it. You know, I mean, I, I don't see the problem with that. I don't know why people have the pro a problem with that. But um, I, I, I think people see a problem with that because I think that it's, it's easy just to write them off as, well, they made their choice and now they have to live with it for the rest of their lives, which is unfortunate. I, I think we... I want to live again. This is my naive hope, hopeful mentality. It's not naive. <laughs> I want to live in a world where where people make mistakes and learn from them and grow and change. And it's okay to learn and grow and change because yeah. we are human beings, and that's what we do. We have malleable brains, and that's a wonderful thing. And so, when we have the opportunity to yeah. make change and to better ourselves and to better our world and to re recognize the mistakes we made and change from that, that's yeah. wonderful. That's well, a wonderful thing. A so to write someone people. off for. A mistake they made or a choice they made at one point and say, well, that's you for the rest of your life. That's unfortunate. I never want to be held accountable to there's that. A, there's an Absolutely. example I want to bring up really that has something to do with that. Um, do you remember there was a story about this guy? He was in the Klan, and he served in the Klan for many years, and he realized it, like a light bulb went off, yeah. up off his head. He left the Klan, yeah. and now he goes to um, Klan things and uh, meetings and whatever and tries to get people out yeah and he, he he's become an advocate for uh people who want to leave the clan yeah to make it easier for them and i think i That's love beautiful. that what a scary the, position to be in too by the way yeah that Oh, he's taking a lot of chances. Yes, he is. But that's an example of changing course. Yes, you know, and and you know, you're you're going down the dark side, and then you come out, and you're you're this beacon, you know, and 
What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I know I know very few people. I myself am not the same person that I was at 30 or 20 or 15. Me either, um, believe me. It, it, you know, you... <laughs> yeah, yeah, people, people change yeah. oh, and they adapt. And, and it's natural to change and yes. adapt and grow. And I, yeah. I think you're completely right in terms of I would not want to be held accountable to a system that says you did this thing at one point in your life, so therefore it paints who you are for the entirety of it. Yeah. Um, and with that, too, you know, we, we have a, a judicial system that has designated a period of time that these people serve. And once that time is done, you are done. You have served, like you said, you have served your time. So why would we say, you know, and that goes beyond even voting, but in terms of like job applications and housing applications, you know, unless there are restrictions on that and there are people that have restrictions for certain reasons and those are a good thing. Yeah. But, you know, if you, you know, got caught doing something that, you know, you got a two-year sentence that shouldn't impact you 40 years down the road and your ability to vote or own a home or hold a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. absolutely. absolutely. Well, um, so now it's, we're going to toss the ball to Matt. Um, I, I'm sure there's an issue you want to bring forward um, to I mean, the audience. There are all sorts of issues. Which direction do you, you have want an to issue? Go? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, how deep we going to get? Well, you know, actually, I, something I want to bring up that you just reminded me of, just by bringing up that issue, Austin, was um, this is more of a silly question, but at the same time, so I was at a team meeting the other day, and it's sort of just like a warm up, you know, whatever. We so my my boss brought in. It's a card game called Hot Topics. And oh, it was really yeah. just like, have you seen that one? And it was really, we used to like a thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you think of this issue? You know, it's just like a random issue and then kind of generated conversation, right? And one of the questions was, um, should everyone, um, should everyone be required to vote? Mm. Wow. I like that question. I don't know. I'm thinking. <laughs> I know. I'll tell you, it generated some fun debate. <laughs> wow. Because I, at one, on one side of the coin, you believe in freedom, people to do whatever they want, you know, want, yeah. you know, under the law, obviously. Yeah. Yep. But at the same time, not enough people vote, and that's why we we have the fuster cluck that we have now yes. in this country. Yeah. So yeah, what do you think about that? I think it's I think it's a complex issue, um, yes. and I say that because I I would love to see everyone vote, yeah. um, but there are because of the way that we determine how elections are held, which varies state by state. Um, it's not practical to require or compel everyone to vote. And I know there are places that do, like in Australia, um, if you don't vote, you are heavily fined. Um, and there are people that don't for those reasons. Um, there are people that religiously, uh, your personal value belief system, don't want to vote. Um, but there are also a lot of general, real, impractical barriers that prevent people from voting. Yes. So Yes. Until those are addressed, you know. Yeah. yeah. When are we going to start addressing those, do you think? Right? Oh, God. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I think Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken, because you're, again, you're the expert on this, um, uh, don't, um, uh, we have the largest percentage of people in our state who vote. Highest turnout. We yeah. are the highest Highest turnout. Right? turnout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know that we, there are some that are very low. Mm-hmm. And we're in the, what, we're in the 60s or 70s? It's or? varied 60s and 70s. And there's always a little bit of a, um, right, so what we would consider a presidential year, um, those generally tend to be a higher vote share than an off-year or midterm election. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but, but even when we look at off-year or midterm elections um, for, like, school board things or or just, you know, the the 
the elections that happen in every in between the midterms, we do still generally have higher turnout. Um, and I will give a shout out to both uh, Minnesota's second congressional district and Minnesota's third congressional district, which have routinely in the last couple cycles been like some of the top turnout like by district in the wow. country. So thanks for that. Yeah. I didn't that's know great. about that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Did you, did you have anything to piggyback on uh, your um, segment? Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> excuse me. Um, it's something that has been in conversation that I've had with colleagues lately, and it, and it um, I'm not calling you out on it, Philip, in any way, shape, or form. I know, I know, you okay. have a scared face. You're fine. <laughs> I know, but it, it's it's a word that that I've I've heard and I've had to correct pe- people on, um, because it kind of gives me like a little feel of feeling of anxiety. Is the word expert, and I know you're using it in, in term in it by by saying expert. You, um, I struggle with the term expert, and people call me an expert. You know, with with uh, um, I struggle with the term expert, and people call me an expert. You know, with with the work that I do, say, well, you're the expert. You know, and I used to be a public school teacher, and even then too, it was like I was, you know, English teachers so like, well, you're an expert, so you should, you know, you should know this and that and that. I I think kind of same thing we were talking about with with um we were talking earlier about like being held accountable to like a choice you made or whatever. I don't want to be held accountable to like a, a status or a stature to say you're an expert, so you should know this or you have to know everything. Expert to me is a term that means I have reached the summit. I have no more learning to do. I have no, no more learning to go. I have achieved everything that I need to in this particular area, and therefore I'm is done. Is that possible, though? Exactly. To reach that? And it's not. <laughs> and that's why, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, our brains are malleable. We're changing adaptable people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the world is always changing, too, you know? Like, um, so to try to keep up with just the way that which the world shifts – um, I struggle with the word expert, and I, I, I say I'm not calling you out in a negative way. I know you meant that as a, in a, as, a in, as a complimentary way, and when people use that, I think they mean it in a complimentary way, not condescending in any way, shape, or form. But well, you have, you have a very extensive education in that field. Well, that's what I meant. I, I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know what yeah. you meant by it. Um, but I, I guess I, but I hear that that term a lot, and I think. Um, I don't know if you know about fixed and growth mindset. Carol Dweck's work. If you've learned about fixed and growth mindset, growth mindset is is this co- concept of we are. Um, I'm I'm gonna kind of butcher this, so it's gonna be paraphrased, I guess, because I don't have her work right in front of me. But that's okay. The, the the notion of growth mindset is really this idea that we are ever growing, ever shape shaping people, and we have a we have the capacity to continue to learn and grow, right? Right. And um, our word choices can impact that. Our thought process processes can impact that. Fixed mindset is the idea that well. I it's saying things like I can't do this or I'm not good at this. Mm-hmm. There's a period at the end of that sentence, and the idea of growth mindset is there's an ellipsis, right? There's there's continued growth. There's a comma. There's a way to continue to, to that's learn a good way to put it, right? And so I think of that when I think expert. To me, that's a fixed mindset mentality of like, well, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. And so I so something that I learned actually from a podcast. Funny, funny well, you know what I ago. you know what word oh, I yeah. don't like. What's that? Irregardless. Oh, me too. It's, well, because it's not a word. That's why. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, there are certain words that people say that I'm like, where did you get that? I'd never heard that until uh, I moved. You know what's another one that Minnesota? Oh, I love you, Minnesota. Uh, I'm from New York. I never heard it in New York. So that's why I'm saying it. I heard it here. Uh-huh. Instead of saying, I lent Mary the book, they borrowed. say, I borrowed yeah. Mary the book. Uh-huh. Do you hear that? Yes. Is, uh, yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. I don't know. Well, which does go to show, though, that, like, language changes and evolves, too. I, I am horrible with that, um, and I I will 
fully confess, instead of the word probably, I will often say pry. Like I'll pry do this. I'll pry go there. Yeah, I know. And it drives Contraction. It drives my partner absolutely <laughs> bananas. Um, and it's just one of those things I grew up saying. You just you I grow have, up with language. I hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 have a, I have a hard time calling people out on it too sometimes when I hear like a whole nother. Like, nother is not a word. Yep. Um, people just put hole in the middle of a word for some reason. You know, like the word hole for some I, I don't know why that's become all, such a thing. I, I don't but like it's all of a sudden, all of a sudden. It's all of a sudden. It's the proper way. Anyway, we could go on and on yeah. about, yes, about yes. this. But I, I want to end the show on a very high note and a happy okay. note. Um, Let's do it. What are you guys doing for Halloween? It's Halloween. Oh we have three minutes. We have two minutes. Ross is excited. I I minutes. always watch Pet Cemetery. Um, I know that. I always watch Poltergeist. Nice. <laughs> well, you got to watch Halloween, the original. Oh, oh yeah, Halloween, yeah. the original. Okay. Yeah. And Orf- Orphan is, is classic. Crazy. That Don't- music scares the oh. hell out of me. Even even still. Mm-hmm. My husband and I went to see Orphan. We we literally had our hands over our eyes the whole yeah. movie. It was so scary. Did you see it? No. Oh please. Uh, it's 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 an old movie. They, now they're on Orphan Three, I think. Now, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, of course. But yeah, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. It's a great movie. Um, any... what, what were you going to say, Austin? What was your Halloween thing? Oh, just, I always watch Pet Cemetery, oh, okay. which I know is like a corny uh, horror movie, hey, but I love it. Are you trick or treating? No, no. Are Sadly, you, we are never you get trick or treaters no. either. Well, it's on Tuesday, so I joined the Twin Cities Gay Men's Chorus. Oh, and okay. yeah, which is which is great. Awesome. But it's I didn't on know Tuesdays. You could sing. Well, you got a mic right here, so. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> I want a few bars. He played the mash. He played <laughs> the, the monster mash. mash. The monster mash. <laughs> Wait, do you have the rights to, to sing this song? Oh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful. I don't know. Change a few words. But yeah, you know right. what? Halloween, everybody plays that tu- song. I know. It's on a Tuesday, and Tuesday, uh, rehearsals are on a Tuesday, and Halloween's on Tuesday this year, so I think I got to miss mm-hmm. trick or treaters, which, which is a bummer. But I, I'm going to a Halloween party tonight. Nice. I'm excited for that. I'm uh, my special person. I we we were gonna rent costumes and we ended up buying because we just didn't like any of the rentals. So we bought a bunch of random stuff. So it's like part drag, part. Uh, um, you would be pretty in drag. Yeah, yeah, I think this so. whole thing. Thank you. Um, <laughs> this <whole> thing. <laughs> anyway, I can't remember so, the theme. Anyway, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, we, I love you. I, I love can, a ha- Halloween party. See, I love a costume party. This is the thing, party. guys. I uh, this show should be three hours. I, I just love these two people. I hope you fall in love with them as much as I have. Um, I have a minute left, so I just want to thank you both, Austin Ballhagen and um, uh, Matt Amundsen. I pronounced your name right, Amundsen. Yeah, right? yeah, you yeah. got okay. it. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It has a, a it has an interesting letter in there that I I had trouble pronouncing. People put the D in a the weird D. spot. They say like Admundsen. Yeah, lot. I don't say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amundsen. But um, thank you so much for joining me on the Downward Upright Show, and we're going to see them again, people. Woo! Trust me. Oh. Oh, yeah. Thank stay you. tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> yes. And on behalf of uh, me, Philip Anthony, the host, I want to say thank you all. I love my, my audience. And tune in soon. Love you. Bye. Wave. Wave.